What up, what up? Welcome back to Millionaire Voices, episode number 18. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing the CEO of virtualassistance.io, Brian Donovan. He's a really good friend of mine who I met in Los Angeles in January 2020. And I got to learn how smart, how much of an operational genius he is in businesses, and how he was so successful at such a young age. So today I wanted to bring him on our show to get to ask him these questions and learn from him. So without further ado, welcome, Brian Donovan. Danny, what's going on, brother? It's an honor to be here. Thank you to the listeners for joining us. We're going to be cooking it up in the kitchen today. Talk about That's business. That's the episode. That's the um, episode. Um. Business, and we're cooking in the kitchen for you guys. We have someone who's a master of business operations and scaling, and I'm just so happy to have a chance to talk with you today. So, B, how we start this show is we like to know where you come from. So maybe to start, where are you from? Where were you born? Yeah, so... I can run through a quick little bit about the story. I'm, I was born in, in, uh, in New Jersey, in, in Ramsey, New Jersey. Um, and I grew up there. Basically, I had my, my parents who were really great to me. And I watched my dad as an entrepreneur grow up in the carpentry and contractor type business for homes. Mm-hmm. And he would take me to work at a super young age. Um, and I would be, you know, being introduced to people and, and basically got to learn a little bit about what it's like to be an entrepreneur from him. And it's really how my journey kind of got started. Um, so yeah, I was born in New Jersey and then basically, do you want me just to dive into this, the story from, from there? Yeah, I would love, I mean, really, I just love to hear like just how you got that drive to be successful. So yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, in New Jersey, how, how the, how Brian Donovan's story start? You went to, you grew up there. Did you go to college in New Jersey? Yeah. So if we take it back a notch, I mean, I think I was just always working hard. Um, and basically at a young age, I think I was 12 years old. I watched my dad. We grew up pretty well. I watched my dad build a, a successful business. My mom not have to work or anything like that. And then um, one day I went in my dad's office and I saw on his, on his office table, bankrupt, bankruptcy papers, right? Like an entrepreneur's worst nightmare. Like now you're filing for bank, bankruptcy. Like there's nothing, there's nothing left. And I still have the vision in my head of, of that, of seeing those papers on his office. And that struck a chord to me because I watched my dad go into like a dark place, just upset, just not doing well. And I was like, damn, I never want anyone to that's close to me ever feel that way ever again. Mm. Like I was just super frustrated by that. So at the age of 12, I just started working, you know, doing typical, typical jobs. You know, I was washing my first job was washing dishes in a, in a, in a pizzeria, taking phone calls and then working at a snow mountain. I was always working and I was always paying for myself since the age of 12, right? Wow. Paid for my clothes, my food, my schooling, my shoes. Um, and I started working and then I started in, in, you know, in school, we would sell, I would be hustling packs of gum would be how I started. I would start selling, I would buy a, pack, a box of gum for $20, $25 and I would sell them. It would come with 10 packs and I would sell each pack for five bucks. So you would double your money. And I had my locker filled with gum and I was that rebellious child and I just didn't want to, and, and student and school just never really resonated with me, but I thought that it would make sense to go to college because that's what everybody was doing. And so I ended up going. I ended up going to university, thinking that I wanted to to do that and be a part of a fraternity and, and be a part of that um, as an ath- like an athlete slash student. 
you know, go and play sports or something like that. And um, from there, basically, sorry, I just wanted to turn that off. From there, you know, I went there and I realized that everyone's trading their time for money. Everything's limited, right? My time's limited, which means that my money's going to be limited. And I wanted to learn how I could take time and I could turn that into a valuable product and put automation and systems behind that to profit without my time. Wow. Right. That's, I wanted to think, I wanted to think of that. It's so interesting you know? that, you know, that you were thinking of that, you know, that early of an age of just like scaling and how to kind of, you know, take, take away time that you're spending and find a way to maximize it, to create yeah. income. And I just want to point out for people like, you know, it's really commendable. I want to tell you, I never really heard that story from you to realize that like you were inspired by your father and him being an entrepreneur and providing for your family. And then when uh, life hit, let's call it, you were able to see something and say, wow, I never want that for my family or people that I love in this life. So I'm going to turn on a different gear. And it's yeah. like, it's very like, you know, honorable as like someone in your family at such a young age to, to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to kind of, before we dive full speed in, I want to understand, like you said you had to start working. Like, so it was like a, a going from not having to worry about your means to yeah. then you were responsible for you. Like yeah. that happened quickly and like pretty much immediately. Wow. Like, yeah, pretty, basically immediately. My mom's an angel. She went and fought in the courts and, and kept the house and kept everything, you know, afloat and didn't let anything get in the way of us losing anything like our home or something like that. But yeah, I ended up going right to work, paying for everything, hustling, hustling the gum. And, and, and I actually got introduced to network marketing at 15. So I got introduced wow. to network marketing and that, was what really made a huge difference in my life because I got introduced to, um, again, like I could stop trading my time for money. Like I could leverage a product. Mm. And I also got introduced at that same time to personal development, right? So the guys that were running the in-home events for network marketing for the company were like, Hey, you can, you should be reading books. You should be reading Robert Kiyosaki or Dale Carnegie or thinking grow rich. Mm. And so I was like, okay, let me and, and that that night I got introduced to personal development. I ended up watching, stayed up all night watching Jim Rohn. Like I'll never forget that. I'll never forget. I had a little yellow legal pad and I was just writing notes all night because I caught the bug of personal and self growth and self development and working on my mindset. And so I'll never forget that uh, Jim Rohn's quote: "Right, formal education will make you a living. Self education will make you a fortune." Right. Say that one more time. Yeah. Formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. And so like that quote, I read it at 15. I ended up reading some books, kind of tapered off. But I remember carrying that quote in the whole stop trading time for money mindset into college, where then I had to like ultimately make a decision, right? And I called it the burn. There's a story about burning, burning the boats, Right. About back, I think it's like, like 1600s, whoever Hernan Cortez, like when people were conquistadors and like going to conquer other lands, he landed on a piece of land one time and everyone was off the boats and they were celebrating because they were going to go conquer that land. Right. Super manly, masculine style. And they, he said to his men, like, burn the ships. They're all drinking and they, they were like, burn the ships. He's like, burn the ships. And one guy said up to him, you know, stood up to him and said, no. Like, we're not burning the ship because then we can't turn back, right? And he took out his sword and, and cut down that guy right down in front of all of his men, cut him down. 
And then all of his men went and burned the boats because success was the only option. There was no turning back, ah. right? There was nothing else. There were, the sights were set on conquering that piece of land. And so like I had that made that decision of saying, Hey, I'm going to burn my boats. Right. Because I want to go in, go all in on success and on, on being, on creating companies, on creating value. Right. And now, yeah. Now, go for it. now, now just a quick question on that is, you're developing in this like some really important values, like you know, yeah. like your confidence is getting yeah. to a point where saying you believe that you can burn those ships and go yeah. all in because you're fully confident in this decision. I think that's an important thing that that that's that's a value that clicked with you, and yeah. that was built through you would say what experience and also never wanting to see what happened to your your father and other things like that. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like that never, nothing to lose, everything to gain kind of mindset. And it's more so like values in the, in Mark Manson, the guy that's the author of the subtle art of not giving, not giving a fuck. He's got, he has a new book out and he talks about values and he talks about, you know, at that time in my life, I was focused on creating financial abundance and freedom. And that was ultimately that value of, of wanting to create it, right? Mm -hmm. Or you have other values like, integrity and excellence and transparency and you know things that will build up your self-esteem and your character mm -hmm. i was so focused on providing value and and living by like zig ziglar of you know if you can help a thousand people get what they want you know you're going to ultimately get what you want at the end of the day and i really internalized that mindset of saying hey how can i help as many people get what they want so that i can ultimately in the process make it make a difference but also get paid and at, at that time, I just valued hard work. I valued, hey, I got I got a certain set of skills that I need to learn, and I gotta I gotta get myself around the right mentors. I gotta study the right books. I gotta make myself more valuable to the marketplace. Wow. So now, with all this wisdom, it's I mean that's what I've realized with you because you know we'll talk about your age maybe when we get to the, your mindset, but you have all this like wisdom at such an early age. And it's almost like you just suck up all this knowledge and retain it and, and apply it, which is, is, is a very crucial, you know, knowledge is potential power. My question is, so you're in college, you're creating this relationships, you're getting this type of mentorship. Yeah. Now, what did you start to do with that? Like what, yeah. you found success with network marketing and you started to fake find your lane. Yeah. And so like something also, also that's been really useful and I've taught in like workshops and stuff is is I call it the decision matrix. Tim Ferriss has talked about it to get out of a depression. It's like a stoic way of making decisions. And I just want to talk about because maybe there's some people that are listening that are in the place where they have to make a big decision, where they have to, they have to quit their job, they have to go all on business, they have to drop out of school, right? Whoever's listening might have to make a big decision. And the way that we, the way that I ended up doing that was what's the, what's the best that can happen if I drop out? Right. Or, or what's the best that can happen if I start the business? Take anything that you're thinking about making a decision for and then counter it. What's the worst that can happen? Right. What's the worst that can happen if you don't, if, if, if you know, what happened, you, you know, you fail, whatever. Right. And then the, the real question is, is what happens if you do nothing? What happens if you do absolutely nothing and you just sit there? Because I really think that the worst place to be and the thing that spurred me the most in this direction was taking relentless action. 
and not focusing on the perfection of what that action produces, but focusing on the progress instead of being in the same place that I was. I think the worst place to be is saying, hey, I want to lose weight, but then you're in the same place you are a month later or six months later or a year later, for example, or hey, I want to build a business, right? Or I want to do this particular thing, but then you're, you have made no progress and times went by because I think inaction is, is one of the, the paralyzers of people's happiness at the end of the day. Because I think if, if action and progress equal happiness, then you got to take a lot of action and make a lot of progress to feel real happy. And so I feel like that's what I, I credit a lot of that too. Oh my God, that's powerful. You know, I've heard another quote and I want to just say, because you used the word happiness was happiness is there's no place I'd rather be than right here, right now. Yeah. And I understand though, what you just said with action and progress, because you feel you feel gratified with that your efforts of what your desires are that you're moving one step closer so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that you can't be in the moment but you're actually in the moment that's re- getting you one step closer to where you really want to be yeah absolutely like you're content with what you have and where you are and you're mm-hmm. and you're accepting where you're at but you're a little bit i don't know dissatisfied with the mm-hmm. way that they could be better and and you could work towards that ideal even though your actions might be not as good as that ideal, Mm. like at least you're taking those actions because to that point, I think that what causes the most stress in most people's lives is being where they are and wanting to be somewhere else, right? Or doing the things that they're doing and knowing that they should be doing something else. Ah, That's powerful. Right. And like real simply, I think I credit a lot of this stuff to reading a lot of books, right? Because when I did drop out, that year I ended up reading 150 books in one year. And that's where I got my foundation for my mindset. And the way I sum up, we're well past 150 now, but the way I sum up a lot of these personal development books is do the things you know you should be doing. It's that simple. What are the things you know you should be doing? You know you should be waking up earlier. You know you you should be taking action on the business. You know you should be nicer, more compassionate to yourself. You know you should be eating better. You already know these things, like your heart and your intuition already knows it. It's just, for some reason, you're not, you're not doing it. And so that's the work you get to do, is to, to do the things you know you should be doing. I love this. I love hearing this. I really hope people are, it's resonating with, because it's resonating with me. And, and, and that, maybe that's selfish, but I, yeah. I really, of course, have done this you know, in a way of how you said that other quote, you know, I'd rather just do good for others um, yeah. and, at first. And, and that's, that's my, found, how I found my success in business and whatnot. So my question to you is, I want people to really understand that you know, Brian is a very successful person. Of course, you, anybody can define their own levels of success, but he's been able to be around very other so-called successful people and build you know, large businesses. Now, my question to you, Brian, is t- talking a b- little bit about business for people who want to you know, make a lot of money per se. Where did you start to your business journey? I want to talk about this conversation with you. Now, you found, you got the foundation you needed. You got that desire early. You got that tick for hunger for success early. You put in the work since you were 12 years old. You know, you've been brewing for a decade before this, this started to evolve. It was not like this happened right when you turned to college. So I, I've acknowledged that and, and realized that. Now, my question now is, where are you? How'd you start building business from the time you dropped out of yeah. college? Yeah, so I started, I started 
after doing network marketing, I started doing, uh, I did a white label company, right? So company A needs a service, company B can provide that service, and I was the connector, right? And nice. so I started with that, um, connecting people for digital marketing services, and we built a small team of other, one person was still in college, but the rest were college dropouts. And we ended up doing about 50,000 in three months um, in connecting people, which was like really awesome start to say, hey, we can do this. Mm. Um, then we started pretty much like a, a, a book club kind of subscription service where we read all these books and we summarized them and started charging people for um, access to the summaries. So like before that, these things were out there or you could get summaries for books every week. We were all required. There was, there was uh, eight or nine of us. We were all required to read one book and summarize it and share it on a Saturday morning. And so you're reading eight books a week, you know, that's, you, yeah, you're looking at close to four, you know, you're looking yeah, at 30, you're 30 all this, you're retaining. Yeah. Oh my God. And, and that's, then you're just sharing that and charging people to be, you know, reading those summaries. Mm -hmm. And so that's when then I realized that's where I can create a lot of freedom, right? And freedom to me was just always doing what I want, when I want, wherever I want, with whoever I want, right? That's freedom, right? What I want, when I want, where I want, with whoever I want. And so like those, those four W's is like, that's was always been freedom for me. And that's when I realized when you create a membership site, you create something that's a subscription, you create something that is online, that's digital, it could be anywhere in the world. Like right now I'm in Mexico. Like that's, I've been here, I picked up and left LA and just came right here, you know, and just been on the Caribbean Sea for the last six to eight months. With your business still functioning full speed? Full speed, scaling, in fact, you know, reaching 92 employees, you know, reaching active clients. Like it's just... It's, it's incredible. And I'm just doing it from the laptop. And that's what I, you know, you see all went back five, six, seven years ago, you would see those people, Hey, make 10 grand from your laptop anywhere in the world. Like I aspired to be like that, even though as scammy and corny, a lot of those guys are those internet marketers or those cheap lap, laptop lifestyle type people, you know, not throwing a ton of shade against them. It's just their marketing was really lame. I'm sure. They were good at what they do, but yeah, I wanted to be like that in a way but have a little bit more conscious impact involved. And so, yeah, started with the white labeling, white labeling, realized I needed to, to skill up, to learn skills. I needed to learn leadership and leading to learn digital marketing. I need to learn copywriting. I need to learn sales and persuasion and closing deals and project management systems and operations. So I just surrounded myself with the best mentors, Gerard Adams, Brian Blair. Uh, we had, you know, um, and, and, I think a part, big part of the story that I'm actually even missing is after that, I got Aqua hired by Gerard, right? Because he had just sold his company and he started a company called Founders, where it was an in-person accelerator. And so where I really got my business learning from is we, we Gerard would invest um, money for a percentage of equity into 12 companies, two times a year. And we did this for two years. Mm -hmm. And we would bring them through a three-month in-person program where we would bring into our office. I mean, we had, we had, a, you know, we had a restaurant, we had apartments above us, we had an in-person office with the, the library and, and the art, and we would bring in mentors from, from New York City 
that as successful businesses to teach our companies and our clients how to build and scale. And we were talking about business model canvas and lean startup methodology and all that stuff. And Steve Blank, if you're in the tech startup world, that would resonate. But think of like Y Combinator or 500 startups or Launchpad or Techstars. That's what we were doing in Newark, New Jersey. And we brought in people like Tom Bilyeu, Eric Thomas, Peter Vu, Daniel DiPiazza, David Baer, like some of these great, you know, copywriting legend, Craig Clemens. We brought these people in to teach our companies, right? And one of the companies that came out of there that was successful was, I remember the kid, his name was Alan. He came in and he, he knew about us and he had the fidget spinner. You remember the fidget spinners? Yeah, of course. Came in with the fidget spinner and he was like, I remember filming him on my, on my Snapchat when Snapchat was cool. Like, and he was like, I need to speak to Gerard. And Gerard ended up cutting him a check. And no. then, yeah, and that mark, that money went to, we took percentage of equity in the company. That company scaled to 400K in one month. And we tried to get a patent and then it went down. But that check spawned the, the marketing dollars to then have a fidget spinner on every corner, and, you know, a month later. But that was oh from what God. we were doing. It was super cool. That's super amazing. Cool. How'd you get connected to him? Because people who don't know, and I would love to have him on the show, talk with him about coming on with Gerard Adams. He yeah. sold Elite Daily. That was his claim to fame. Now he's doing amazing things way beyond Elite Daily. Um, yeah. But so his next gig was building this company called Founders. But how'd you get connected to him? Yeah, so Gerard had his show, Leaders Create Leaders, and he, he, he post, posted an episode similar to what we're doing. And he said, you know, calling all leaders down to, to, to Newark, New Jersey. I was in New Jersey still at the time. And I so that. I took the drive down there, went up to him, and I said, dude, like, I think I can help you. And so I stayed up all night, like 14 hours straight, basically working uh-huh. and providing free value. I worked for him for free for like two months, no paycheck. And then he ended up giving us a nice check and, and giving us an equity in the company and like making it work. Um, cause we produced results and we were there day in, day out, 7am to 9pm every day. Wow. Every day. Two things I want to put, I want to say right there. And once again, I want to keep commending you when you're doing these principles that are why you became so successful and, and going to continue on. But number one, there was a door of opportunity and you went right to it. You know, yep. you, you took action. And, yep. and then from that, you actually didn't think about what's in it for me right this second. Let me build a, a relationship and yeah. you built a relationship by putting in results, which is actually how, uh, in essence, what I like to do with our new uh, relationship in business is, yeah. is that, is create that, which would then uh, create something way bigger of a vision and also how you found success. So I just want to say like, that yeah. these are things that you did. These are things that I learned, like these guys, like, you know, you have the Gary V's of the world and the Tom Billy's of the world and the Eric Thomas of the world. They're talking about like, go find a mentor and work for them for free. Like it's no joke. That's what I ended up doing, Mm -hmm. you know, and it paid off because I was in no, I was so young. I was in no position, even though you might have an ego, you think you're better than you are. You're really not that good. You know, looking back, you're okay. Like you're good enough. But then, you know, I got to learn. I mean, we had all different types of people in there. I mean, we had, I'm looking at, you know, we had a Navy SEAL inside of our office that was teaching us principles about mindset and freaking discipline and commitment and stuff like that. And um, that was how I got started. So founders really, we had a big vision there. We had a falling out with our real estate partner um, because ego got in the way. And we ended up throwing a, a big event, take ownership with Eric Thomas, 
300 person event. I created a sick workbook for it. We had some great, great speakers on the stage. And after that event, Daniel DiPiazza, and this is what kind of changed, ended up changing my life even more, was I ended up going, we ended up doing, he invited us to do plant medicine with us. So we, I, now, now I'm up and now I'm going business, 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 super hard. And I was working myself spiritually with meditation and stuff. But then he invites us to do, um, you know, really kind of sacred ceremony around 5-MEO, which is Bufo. And I might be the first person speaking about this on your podcast, but this this ended up, this journey, which we ended up doing, uh, was myself, Gerard, Digital Jeff, and Daniel Z. Piazza with one of the shamans, and it was guided. We ended up doing that, and that really showed me more of like, hey, your foundation is complete, right? You are connected to other people, right? Being compassionate and being compassionate to others is a really great way of going about it, and that helped open me up to a world of like how you can be spiritual and hustle and like at the same time. And so, because it just has helped me since that day, it's helped me navigate how to be less stressed, how to be more in tune, how to be more aligned, how to come from a place of heart. And so that deepened my relationship with everybody that I was working with and then kicked us off on a journey from there. I mean, we took the business online. We got to interview people on the show, Leaders Create Leaders. You know, we got to travel the world, go into different places. Um you know, I got to take care of my parents at the end of the day. And oh, that's, that's, what's, that's, that's what's been most important. And my favorite part is being able to pay off their debt um, that they've had and take care of my family. That's really what I started it all out for. Um, and so... That's beautiful, yeah. man. And because I, I've, I've had people come on this show and they're really amazing people also. And, you know, a lot of people say, hey, I want to be that person for my family to take our family to the next level. And yeah. and I and I, I don't know if that has it probably has ego involved in it, but and that's a whole nother debate. But more about just the honor of being so proud of who, you know, who created you to say, you know what, uh, in this life, this is one of my driving forces. So that, that must've felt like amazing to reach a goal of that status. It's just, it feels, there's a sense of completion. I know that when I went to Peru with, uh, with Gerard and Brandon Collinsworth for warrior retreats, like 17 day off the grid in the Amazon jungle, working with ayahuasca, one of the messages I got is like, your foundation is complete. Wow. Like you've worked since you were fucking 12 years old and now I'm 24 doing this in the Amazon jungle. Like, dude, you've put in 12 fucking years yeah. to work with, to to do this for your family. And it's, and you've done it like you, it's completed. Like you should be super proud of yourself. And that's yeah. a really great feeling to have because now you have a breath of fresh air and you have that relief that we're searching for to take care of others. And we're just searching for that relief at the end of the day of like, ah, I did it right? And to actually feel that, you know, felt really good. But that, that, doesn't, that doesn't stop, doesn't yeah. stop me, you know, but that's what really felt really good. Yeah. And, you know, I guess another question on this topic real quick is like, you're someone who invested in yourself and you've found mentors, you've created amazing new relationships and business relationships. Mm-hmm. What, what do you see in retreats or those yeah. type of gatherings that resonate with people where do you beyond just the plant medicine where do you see where people can find the value of those yeah i think that the value is looking at typically a lot of people are running away from shit that they just don't want to see Mm -hmm. 
And so you're stuck in a circle. For me, you know, I'm in the Amazon jungle with literally nothing else to do. But look at myself, you know, internally. Like look at, like with awareness, see what are the beliefs? What are the memories in the past? What, who are the people that I need to forgive? What are the parts of myself that I need to accept, right? How can I have more fun and play in my life? And so the, par- the purpose of those things is it helps you break away from the mechanical sort of like rat race of always doing. And it gets you back into being, it gets you back into being. And that's what I think that the best part about the retreats are is it's a break from always having to prove yourself or show up or for some people, they realize that they're being someone that they're actually not. And they have the moment to, to, to sit with who they actually are mm-hmm. and come back into society and reintegrate with that new version of themselves. I think, I think that retreats and working with plant medicine is just one of, the, one of the quickest modalities to heal parts of yourself that have been wounded in the past and then that- show up more powerfully. Well, thanks for saying that. And I appreciate you being vulnerable and, and, and telling us these types of, you know, things that I'm, I'm learning every, every second of this conversation. So, you know, I, I really appreciate your time, Brian. I know that, you know, we're on a time, we have a time uh, lapse, but whatnot, but I want to really let people know that you are a business operations, just I want to give a great description of someone who just knows how to run a business back end because I'm someone who, you know, had the honor to build nine figures in revenue. And I've seen that if you don't have your operations and all your pillars really speaking, communicating, the business can't get to that next level and it becomes more stressful and internal than just looking at trying to change the world, which is why you're in business. So I want to talk to you about like one what do you see that businesses struggle with the most? Or what do you see that helps or the reverse question? What do you see that businesses see the most success with when they have their operations in line? Yeah. So like for me, it's, it's always three things I'm always looking at. And I, you know, if I were to go into any business, I want to know the priorities of the business. I want to know the processes in the business. And I want to know the people that are actually running the business. Because if you can objectively look down on, on your machine, so to speak, you know, you're going to have priorities, processes, and people in each division, right? Mm-hmm. So there's five pillars in a business, right? Product, sales, marketing, operations, finance. And each one of those pillars, right? Inside of marketing, you need priorities, people, and processes. Inside of sales, you need priorities, people, processes. Inside of product, you need priorities, people, processes. Operations and finance, the same thing. And so... If you can have the right priorities, people, processes, those three Ps, I know that you're going to be able to successfully profit more, profit more each month, sustain your business, streamline your business, step away from your business, um, and always be in your, your highest excitement. Because I think that a lot of people are doing a lot of things in their business that just drains the life out of them. And they're doing a lot of things that they don't want to be doing. And but they know need to get done, but they shouldn't be doing because they're either not skilled at it or it doesn't light them up. Mm. And so like, if you're not in your highest excitement or if what you're doing isn't the highest and best use of your time, you need to figure out a way to delegate it. You need to get it off your plate, right? And you need to get into another person's hands that's, that can, can, can run a process and follow the priorities that you set. 
but until you can get until you can feel like you can trust a team like my team i have 13 internal employees right and so i ended up having to build out some processes and and train up some of these people and set the priorities but now I don't have, I can, I'm out of 80% of the operations of the business and I'm just doing what the things that, that light me up, that fuel me, that I want to focus on, right? I have the time and energy to do these types of things that I'm doing with you here today. And so that's, businesses need to get those three things in line across their five pillars. And most people, if you're, most people I speak to are just aren't there yet. Yeah. And, you know, it, it comes down to the fact of, when you're doing all those different things, that's why I wanted to get involved with you and what you're doing, because you created, you know, this new company that you're working uh, on building is the virtual assistance.io. That's where what you just mentioned is if somebody does, is feeling drained, does have too many hats on, which happens in many businesses, there's different positions or specific people, but they have to trust them and you have to know that they're going to be a great fit for what's, holding you back. I mean, what would you say that you've seen, you know, building this new company that, you know, has created, that you've created, what what do you think that this has helped so many businesses with? I think that most, most CEOs are, they have, they're plastered across the whole organizational chart. They're doing everything right. And, you know, if, if there's too much on your plate, it's like, it's time to delegate. Right. And so what you need to do and what we do at our company is we have, if you're a solo entrepreneur, we got to get you someone that understands how to run your company and take and take some processes off your plate. You need to start getting out of the weeds and you got to start working on your business instead of in it. And so our company helps us, helps a, a lot of people, hundreds of people um, with, you know, pairing them with the, with the teams that they need to operate their company and the systems that they need so that they can scale the company. And so... If you can just put the right people and processes in place, you're going to be in great shape. But most people just don't know where to look or how to build them. And so we've spent the last few years developing these processes and the way that we train people and manage people to be able to duplicate it and copy and paste it into the companies that we work with. Yeah. And when you say like processes, you know, you're talking about like the from everything from the standard operating procedures to how to go about to communicate to how to go about this task to how to go about this call everything is in structured form so that if you need somebody else to be replaced into your business and you need to teach them quickly and efficiently and effectively exactly what you do this is what's all in place when you're working yeah. or have these types of processes that you've created too absolutely i mean it's just like all laid out with just step by step Step one, if we were taking like this podcast, for example, and we wanted to cut it up, right? Mm-hmm. And you take this podcast, you know, we have a process in place on how to cut out, cut out the snippets that want to be posted to social media, edit those snippets, put banners, change fonts, right? Cut it to the dimensions and post it, mm-hmm. right? To your social, social media platforms. Now, you may be listening and you don't know how to do that or you don't want to do that or you have it done, but you need someone to do it, right? We could take it off your plate. And that's essentially what we do. We do that for the five divisions of business, right? Product sales, marketing operations, and finance. So that's what we can, that's what we end up helping a lot of people with. And to take it one step further, Brian, is so yeah. for example, this show, we just use the virtual assistant, highly trained to do that. 
And that's exactly what I'm about to do after this show. So when you guys see this show so beautiful, just know it became from virtual assistance.io. Now, take it one step further. I want a membership site for Millionaire Voices. I want someone to be able to um, come on the site and create a landing page and then have my photos and video edited. What do you got for me there? Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, we have a platform that we use okay. that can host your membership site, that you can host your website on, that you can build your video sales letters, your landing pages, your opt-in funnels, your email sequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have marketing automation tech virtual assistants that are trained on using our platform to set up your website, set up your opt-in pages, set up your email sequences, set up your membership site. You just got to shoot the videos for your membership site and write the copy for the emails and we can do the rest. It's that simple. That it's, it's that simple. You know, that's what I want everyone to realize. And, you know, I, I met Brian in, in January 24th, 2020, and I got to do an amazing thing called Transformation Day, where Brian was one of the mentors to me and became a mentor of mine. Uh, I got to meet Jared Adams. I got to meet Ryan Blair, Farrell Kyle, all these amazing people that, you know, really just opened up their arms to us and yeah. said, hey, what do you need help with in life or in business? We're here to support you. And that's why I got involved. And guess what? I'm connected with all four of those people right now because they're as real as you can get. I love this quote. I say to people all the time, the real link with the realist. So Brian, Mm -hmm. I really thank you because you're someone who's a mentor to me, even though you're younger than me and who cares about age because you come with nothing but love, results, and beyond, I give you a million qualities of, you know, of what I think about you, but I just, I want to say, I appreciate you for, for being who you are. And even, you know, I want people to be using your whole platform because I'm using it and I'm going to be using it more. And, and, uh, from everything that you've, um, opened the door for me. So, yeah. Wow. Danny, I appreciate that, man. I received that. I'm super grateful for that. And I, I love watching you grow brother, like super proud of this podcast, people that you're having on. Um, and the growth, dude, it's, it's, it's noticeable. I appreciate those words from you. And I'll tell you real quick. And I want to just wrap up with you of saying, listen, we're talking to Brian Donovan, someone who's working with the biggest, uh, players, businesses in the game right now, running their back end operations. What's it like working with Gerard, by the way? Dude, it's great. I'm super happy. I mean, Gerard has been a big brother to me, a mentor, a business partner. Um, I wouldn't have went on the journeys that I went on and have, dived into the depths that I've dove into to like work on myself and grow as a leader. If it wasn't for him, like he a hundred percent, you know, gave me the opportunity, gave me the shot and I took it and I ran with it and I haven't let him down. He hasn't let me down once. He's got great character all the way through and through super proud of his growth over the last few years as well. And so it's an absolute pleasure working. It's so cool. It's so cool to me now. Now, for you day-to-day, you're living in Tulum or Mexico right now, you mentioned? Yeah, Tulum, Mexico. So you get to live the dream every day. Now, how do you stay at a high performance? Are you, you have like certain routines? I want to understand how, how you're keeping all the business attack and your life flowing. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just managing stress. It's like that I, I always, that's been my most recent challenge. It's like you have all these clients, you have, technically we have 92 people employed. So we're dealing with sick leave policies, vacations, benefits, stuff like that. And it's like that added a whole load of things that I just had no idea how to do that I just needed to figure out. And so 
that was super fun to figure out over the last few months. And so I had to deal with, I had to manage stress. And the way that I ended up doing that was plenty of sleep, plenty of sleep. I love my sleep. I am not someone that wakes up at 5am, not a part of that 5am club. I get plenty of sleep, eight, seven to nine hours a night, plenty of water every single morning. It's about a cold plunge, a hot tub, steam room, and spa every day, sauna every day. Because if you do the cold plunge, like freezing cold, you do the cold plunge in the hot tub and you go back and forth, you know, five minutes in the cold plunge, two minutes in the hot tub or or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And you do that plus the steam room and the sauna. And, you you know, you run there and you run back. You do a little bit of weightlifting if you want to. Mm -hmm. Um, you You feel amazing. You feel great. And then... You know, you just focus on, because I think that everything that we talked about today with business is just absolutely nothing if you don't have the inner power to, to show up. And so you got to work on your mind, your body, your spirit, and your business, you know? And so you got to, I write, you know, write down what you're grateful for, nutrition, you know, exercise and, um, and what your nutrition, feeding yourself the right way. I, you know, last night I did a sound healing, which is super, super great for me. I love sound healing. I think that that's a game changer. It's, there's even a ton of science behind it. Like one hour of sound healing is the equivalent to three hours of sleep. And so like, plus you can also just do work in there, like in your, in your soul. And you can just like let go of layers and let go of the day and reset. I think a lot of people just don't take the time to reset and recharge and fill up their cup. I'm super adamant about filling up my cup. And so I also am super adamant about boundaries because I think they create a lot of balance in your life. And so the more that you can say no, the more that you can just time block your calendar to not talk to anybody and just get into deep work because a lot of people fuck up deep work because they think that it takes 15 minutes minimum to get into deep work, to get into flow. And most people can't, can't go 15 minutes without getting up, going to the bathroom, opening the fridge, pouring a glass of water, getting another cup of coffee, checking Instagram. And no, they're like, no wonder why I don't get it. They're like, oh, I'm not getting anything done. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm like, did you even put in like one hour of deep work today? If you didn't do that, then no shit. You're not going to make any progress. And so it's just a culmination of a lot of things. Um, and being able to, it's, you know, the state, the state control. Right, your physiology, your language, your focus, that stuff. You know, I guess a quick question on that note is I've asked other people on this show is like, would you say the same thing to someone who's like burnt out right now or they, they're depressed or they fell down or they don't see the vision or they don't have faith? Yeah. Would you say implement a routine of what you just went over to get the wheels? Yeah, turning? I mean, like, I, I've been in all of those states okay. even this year. Even in the last six months, I've been anxious. I've been depressed. I've been up and down. Businesses and life is like riding a dragon is the way that I'm, is the metaphor I'm using right now. And you know, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm in a, in a, in a less motivated or more sad or depressed state, what I do to pick myself up and get out of it is I, I, I'm one, I just know it's most likely because for me, it's because I'm not, I'm not making any progress and I'm getting mad about not making any type of progress in any way. And so you got to, for me, I just write down, what can I get done in the, in just in the day minimum? So if you're in, if you're, if you are in a state, that's just not you, that's okay. Those emotions, you can I read the book, like letting go by Dr. David Hawkins. Great book. I would, I would go, I would 100% follow my routine. Cause I think it's, it, it, 
it absolutely helps me get out of those states that I'm in, that I've been in. And so it's like, I'm human as well. And it's, you know, you go and heck yeah, the cold plunge in the hot tub, the steam room, the sauna, that thing helps me get out of the emotions that I'm feeling that the massages going, jumping in the ocean, um, driving around on the quad, things like that help me get out of, out of my head. It's kind of like freeing your soul. And it's like, would you say that's a definition of like you doing self-love and self uh, self-respect for yourself and self-value, like really valuing yourself. That's why you're putting in all that extra stuff. Yeah. I think that I, I really care about how I use my time. Yeah. And so that's pretty much the only thing. I, it's one of my main things that I care about the most is how am I using my time and nothing makes me, I'm, I'm still working on the triggers of like when my time isn't used, when I don't use my time, right. It's not the other people when I don't use it. And so like, I'm constantly figuring out, you know, Hey, if I, on a Sunday, Saturday morning, Sunday mornings, are my, like some of my favorite times of the week, cause I have absolutely nothing going on on those days. And it's like, how can I go and go to the beach, read a book, journal, just get a cup of coffee and just sit in and, and, and just think and just have more me time. Because if I can have the space and have the me time, then I'm able to focus and, and fill up my cup. But it's, it, you know, sometimes when you're in business, you're constantly giving and you're just neglecting yourself. And so I know that that's when I usually hit rock bottom is when I'm just constantly giving all my energy and I'm not making time to focus on me and give back to my, and fill up my cup. So you got to be a little selfish sometimes and and base that into your calendar. No, this is great stuff. This is really great stuff. And now my last two questions for you, I would say is, do you have a why or a purpose right now defined? Yeah. So, I mean, so really I wrote my why down like 10 years ago and I think it hasn't really changed. And it's always just been love and lead young entrepreneurs to inner and outer freedom. So One more time. Uh, love and lead young entrepreneurs to inner and outer freedom. Right. And so like inner freedom, trying to be at peace with themselves, not have a lot of stress, outer freedom, financial and time abundance. Right. And so like, I just want to love and lead those people to as much. Hey, how can you be at peace with yourself as much? Cause these are things that I want selfishly. That's why, you know, I want to, I want to lead others to that. And, you know, I, on the journey, take care of my family and the ones that are close to me. Well, I'll tell you this, I would love to help, help you in that and join you because that's definitely aligns with my vision for life. Yeah. And so thanks for saying that. And And now I'll say, What's next for Brian Donovan? I mean, like, what's the next decade? What do you see? What's the big vision, the manifestation uh, that you're seeing that we can expect? Yeah. So for me, it's to build an asset and just not an income. Like if you just take, if you just take Robert Kiyosaki's four quadrants, right? You go to employee to self-employed to business owner to investor. I'm moving out of self-employed to business owner in the next two years. Right. Cause I'm still tech, even though I own a business, I'm still technically, I still technically need to be there just a little bit for another probably six to 12 months before I can just own the business and somebody else can run it. Right. So first jump is the business owner. Then next jump is to investor. And that's pretty much just how I'm looking at it is how can I move, come in, be a self starter, be self employed start it right but i don't want to have to tie my time again my biggest thing is how do i get my time 
out of making my, my money. And it's like, how do I get myself out of that? And so I'm constantly studying and skilling up and surrounding myself with people that can show me that way and show me that path. And so 10 years from now, it's just it's being an investor and being an author is really what I want. That's where I want to find myself. You guys got to go follow Brian Donovan. We'll post all his links and whatnot. Brian, let's do this. Give us a couple tips that you would give to a young, hungry entrepreneur right now to wrap up the episode with the legend himself. Yeah. So to a young entrepreneur right now, make a list of what, what I actually did was I read books. I wrote down the skills that I wanted to, to learn that I knew that could be valuable to the marketplace. And I surrounded myself with mentors. And so, and, and I ultimately bet on myself and took a ton of action. So if you're stuck in fear, you really can't fuck it up. If you're afraid of anything, you really can't mess it up. I think that if anything you're going to learn, like I can tell you if I did not know what my purpose was or didn't know what anything was, what some people young struggle with is if I didn't take action, I would have just never figured out the answer. I would have always been stuck in anxiety or depression or something. And so the biggest thing is, is go back and burn the boats, go back and, you know, go and make a decision and, and take massive decisive action towards any type of goal that you set for yourself. And along the way, you're going to meet the people, you're going to get the books, you're going to learn the skills, the doors are going to open. But if you just keep sitting around, you're going to stay stuck, right? <clears throat> so don't stop, keep going, take action, and you're going to be totally all right. Brother, thank you. This was really an honor for me. I love this was I, I don't hope I don't offend anyone. It's one of my favorite episodes thus far. So thanks so much for your time, Brian. You're, you're a legend to me and to the world. And, and I'm so excited to be helping you spread this message because you guys definitely got to check out his business and what he's up to right now. There's so much value for business owners. So we'll make sure we'll post all the links and stuff for you guys to see. And where can they find you on social media, whatnot, Brian? Yeah, you just find me on Instagram at Brian Donovan uh, with two underscores or just um, find us at virtualsystems.io. And you can book a call with me and my team. Then we can uh, can jam there. Let's do it. Well, thanks so much, Brian, for your time. And we'll definitely talk soon. Danny, thank you, brother. Appreciate this. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, And I'll see you guys soon. Take care. Bye-bye.